What's up, Prefor? We ask this time on Culture File with the help of composer, writer, conductor Connor Mitchell. Mitchell, whose artist in residence at Wexford Festival Opera into 2023, is best known for his operas which pack a political punch, such as his award-winning Abomination, a DUP opera, which looked at that party's less-than-inclusive attitude to homosexuality in the six counties. For Wexford, Mitchell created Les Selenites, which he calls a watercolour of a short opera opera inspired by the pioneering silent films of George Méliès. He spoke to Culturefile about the subjects that make him burn to write opera. From the moon it says, an astronomer, he said, never been seen before, it says, a sight to be There is a kind of tacit agreement between all composers that the zenith of their career might be writing an opera. I don't agree with that. I think that there are some people that engage with drama and character that should be working in the operatic form, but I've seen countless young composers who have never seen a play and don't read new plays and don't go to the theatre say to me, I want to write an opera. On many occasions, they get an opportunity to do that on either a small or a very large scale, but because they have no interest in drama or engagement with it, there is a a want in the libretto or there's a want in the dramatical form that they've taken. So the story or the adaptation or the text may not actually have space for music and it was actually a perfectly fine play. That, I think, is always problematic. Opera, unlike a lot of other art forms, has inherited a frame around itself, and that's the frame of how we present it through opera houses, huge forces, opening nights, and all that, that I am personally very resistant to, because it can create a sentiment of it doesn't matter what we're watching as long as we're watching. Whereas I always think actually the better way round is to, to convince an audience to get up and want to buy that ticket because they're interested in what might actually be said on stage. That said, there is also a beauty about that, that frame that has developed and that many people keep alive, that it can create something that you can manipulate within I think the Royal Opera House did that very, very well with um, Anna Nicole, in a sense. You know, the artifice of the Royal Opera House and that opening night and everything that comes with it and the gold and the glitz and, you know, the poshness does create a kind of foil. And then when you do something modern or you do something which is very left-field in terms of subject, it could completely subvert the art form itself. I imagine one of the pleasures, uh, though, is to kind of stage conversations that you that that have a vitality. I mean, I think I'm thinking of Abomination in particular there, but you know, in in Mass and so forth, there are ideas and conversations which must power them rather than you know, I I'm, I need to write an opera or there's a musical idea I'm looking for. There's a conversation that you want to stage, maybe. I think if you're if you're a playwright or a dramatist living now, and I very much consider myself 
those first, you know, I don't sit down every day and write a kitchen sink drama, but what I do is I, when I approach writing something, I see an audience and I see a theatre context. Um, there just always happens to be music. So I want to say something about the world around me at that point. And for me, being a kind of aggressive political Northern Irish person, I like seeing something that I can challenge in a public way or discuss in a public way, and that's generally contemporary politics. I find those subjects just, you know, the rub of them makes me work faster and I get much more interested in developing the ideas. I burn a little more when I start to write them. For me, there is much more currency and value in creating that kind of work for contemporary audiences. I guess having said that, then we we wonder about uh, what you're, the piece you're doing here in Wexford, which is that you are taking an old source. What, what was it that attracted you to, to Melies? I've always been fascinated by the fact that the early film was considered a magic trick or an illusion, and that George Melies had created these set of films that were lost for a period of time and then rediscovered, but chief among those was A Trip to the Moon, um, which was... There's a famous image which is of a moon growing and a spaceship kind of landing in her eye. And that movie, while it's considered one of the birth of cinema moments, was at the turn of the century. It was made in 1902. And I always got very, very fascinated that everyone in 1902 thought the world was changing for the better. You know, it was kind of just, you know, fantasy act like kind of spirit. But what they didn't know around the corner was the First World War and the end of empire. So all the optimism in that film phase like coming from a point of naivety. So I wanted to look at that little moment and take three characters. And those three characters each have a micro narrative that is to do with the concept of voyage. Are you imagining that this, um, that, that the Melies project could develop into a bigger piece. No, absolutely not. I think this is it. I don't I don't want to push it any further because actually I think it it delivers what it needs to deliver and at the end of it I'm very very satisfied. Now that you have been in the house and you have this uh, other year to go, you know, so in 2023 we are expecting something massive to hit the main stage. So we're trying to figure out what form that will be next year. Rosetta has announced her three main stage operas and a programme of other events and she has also called next year Women in War. Just creating a large scale opera and putting on that space would be difficult and actually it might be inappropriate for an artist in residence to put a challenge to those three pieces. I would rather create something that could sit outside of them and comment on them or work with other performers or happening in a slightly different space but of a similar scale and I would certainly love some little part of Belfast to be talking to Wexford in whatever shape we create next year. Uh, if something is women in conflict, I mean, to be honest, in the latter 20th century, I think Belfast probably knows more about that than most other parts of the island.
Donna Mitchell there, and you heard music from Maraid Hurley Piano and the voices of Emily Hogarty, Amy Hewitt, Richard Shaffrey and Owen Foran. Les Selenites is at the Jerome Hines Theatre at the National Opera House Wexford this coming Sunday, 11am. And we'll have an extended version of that conversation in the Culture File Weekly, Saturday, 6.30pm, here on RTE Lyric FM. <laughs>